One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. And I'm Sadie Eck. And I'm Courtney Eck. And it's Courtney's night. Yes. We're front-loading this one because I have to go out of town for a week. And so here we are. That doesn't mean anything to you. (laughs) (laughs) It'll come out at the same time as normal for you all. But it's wild. It's like time travel. I know. Ripping through time and space to deliver murder into your ears. Mm. Y'all ready for this? Well, I don't know if anyone's ready for this, because this one is fucked up, you guys. Mm-hmm. This is called Burned Alive, The Horrifying Murder of Kimberly Antonakis. Okay, bye-bye. That's mm-hmm. what everybody's saying right now. Yeah. No, thank you very <laughs> much. So on March 1st, 1999, Tommy Antonakis received a call that his daughter Kimberly hadn't shown up for her shift at work that day. Kimberly was extremely responsible and not at all the type to no-show, no-call, and so Tommy immediately began to fear for the worst. He typically spoke to his daughter several times a day, and after calling her multiple times with no answer, Tommy went to the police to file a missing persons report. Kim's parents had divorced when she was young, and she and her father had a very close relationship. Tommy made a lot of money as a businessman and was extremely devoted to his daughter, and while he made sure Kim never wanted for anything, he also raised her with good values to make sure the material things didn't keep her from being a kind and intelligent individual. At the time of her disappearance, Kim was 20 years old and was studying at the College of Staten Island while she worked a part-time job. She's a baby. She's a tiny, beautiful, beautiful, Fuck. tiny little baby. Mm-hmm. She had recently asked her father if she could move to an apartment in Brooklyn near her friends, and he wasn't thrilled with the idea, but agreed to make her happy. They found an apartment with a nearby garage that he also rented for her for additional safety. Police started by questioning her friend, who was the last person to see her, and she reported that they'd had a girls' night out in Manhattan, where they'd had some drinks and done some dancing and nothing strange or suspicious had occurred. Detectives also wondered if her disappearance could have been tied to a ransom, considering her father was wealthy, but no ransom letter or call ever came. Tommy did exactly what I would do if anyone I loved ever went missing, and he hit the streets to hang and hand out missing persons posters and question anyone he ran into about his missing daughter. He also posted a reward for any information that would help find her and was willing to give away anything he owned to have her return safely. Mm-hmm. He went to search for clues in her apartment and found Kim's friend April, April's child, and her boyfriend Josh there when he arrived. The couple had been staying at Kim's apartment while theirs was refurnished, and they told Tommy she'd never come home after her night out in Manhattan. Josh and Tommy decided to check out the garage to see if there was any sign of her, and they found one of her earrings on the ground, which he turned over to detectives. Kim's friend, who'd gone out with her the night before, confirmed it was the same earring from the set she'd been wearing when they'd had their girls' night. Hmm. After finding just one earring in the garage, detectives wondered if maybe she'd been followed into the garage and carjacked, which resulted in a struggle and her losing one earring. So... She's in an apartment 
I know you just kind of described it, but <laughs> a townhouse with a single garage? Uh, sorry, it's a garage across the street. So in New York, you know, you don't usually okay. get garages, but they found a garage across the street from okay. her apartment. Yes. That's to keep her, help to her keep safe. her car. Yes. Okay. Somehow so. I heard those words, but they did not <laughs> get into my brain. Okay. It's, it's atypical. Yes. Right. Yep. Right. Okay. Rice. So they, they went across the street to the garage, found an earring. Precisely on the ground. Yeah. Okay. Detectives put all of their effort into finding her car, knowing full well that time was ticking and they needed to move quickly if there was any chance of her coming out of the ordeal alive. Tommy and Josh also began to drive around in an attempt to spot her car and spent hours looking in every conceivable place. That would also be me. I would just mm-hmm. drive and drive and look and drive. Tommy cut $50 bills in half and handed them out to strangers, telling them he'd give them the other half if they were able to return with information about his daughter. Wow. I know. Clever, but maybe overly complicated. I don't know. Still, I would be, I would be like, yeah, whatever <laughs> kind of scheme I can, can I come up with to motivate people to help me find her? Yes. Right. Three days after Kim went missing, an abandoned house in Queens was reported to be on fire by a neighbor and investigators were able to quickly determine that it had been set on fire on purpose. They specifically determined that the fire had started in the basement and were shocked by what they found when they descended the stairs to investigate further. Quote, As soon as I started going down the stairs, it was a smell. Mm. It was burnt flesh, and it was absolutely revolting, said one oh, detective. No. You said three days after she went missing? Three damn days. Oh, no. In the basement, they found the charred remains of a young woman, and it was very clear to detectives that she had been murdered in the fire. They found duct tape around her eyes and mouth, and it was clear that her hands had been tied behind her back and that she'd been in a sitting position when she died. Investigators and first responders were absolutely stunned by the discovery, and their worst fears came true when the medical examiner determined that the girl had been alive when the fire was set. God, I just, I mean... We all know how awful that is. That's, like, who ever would ever, ever do that? Really fucking sick person. Yeah. Investigators' first instinct was that it had been a hate crime or a crime of passion, as it was unfathomable why someone could kill in such an inhumane and cruel way. Detectives sifted through the rubble of the home to look for any clues and came up with nothing as it had all been destroyed. They also came up empty-handed when questioning the neighbors, as no one recalled seeing anyone go into the house recently. They did get a break in identifying the victim when they noticed that she had a tattoo of a red scorpion on her upper thigh, and so scoured the missing persons databases for anyone who had one that would match. They found a similar tattoo reported on a missing young woman from Brooklyn who'd gone missing three days prior, and that young woman was Kimberly Antonakis. Tommy was called in to identify whether or not the young woman was his daughter, and he confirmed that it was. Ugh, I hate it. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. this case is a bummer. It's a big fucking bummer. Friends and loved ones report that Tommy died that day, too. He was never the same after his daughter died and was beyond devastated to learn the way she'd been so brutally murdered. I cannot imagine. No! God, no. Uh-uh. Three days in a basement by yourself, like, with duct no. tape over your eyes and mouth? Fuck no. Huh. No. <sighs> so Tommy informed her friend Josh of the horrifying news, and Josh reported that he'd called everyone in Kim's phone in the meantime and had what he thought was a promising lead. Everyone he'd called had answered or called back except for one person. Josh claimed that the person who hadn't followed up had been scaring Kim leading up to her disappearance and had developed a bit of an obsession with her. He'd been pursuing Kim, but she'd rejected his advances, and she said he could be quite violent, carried a gun all the time, and she thought he was in the Russian mob. Oh my god. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) I don't want to have anything to do with the Russian mob. Of all of the things that I have irrational fears of, it's like space, ocean, false imprisonment, anything to do with the Russian mob. Oh, God. No. It's so scary. His nickname was also Psycho. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
How did I, she meet this guy? I do we know yet? Friends, okay. just friends. Yeah, I I adopted a dog when I was twenty three, and it's a little Chihuahua Minpin mix, and I went to pick him up, and the kid, like the teenager. I said, oh, you're here to get psycho? And I was like, oh, surely that's just this, like, juggalo kind of character. You know, he mm-hmm. looked like he loved Insane Clown Posse. I was like, that's just his funny nickname for this adorable sweet dog. It was the most accurate <laughs> possible, uh-huh. what, 13 years later? 13 yeah. years with Psycho, a.k.a. Laserbeam. His name became Laserbeam. He was pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I actually went to the ER from a bite from that little bastard. We <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't get rid of each other. <laughs> no, God, I loved him so much, but he was the worst. So they brought Psycho in for questioning, and he was totally shocked to hear about Kim's murder. He thought they'd brought him in because he wouldn't stop calling her, and it was adamant he didn't have anything to do with her death. Detectives believed he was telling the truth and were actually able to clear him despite having such a clear motive to hurt Kim. Wow. I know. Are we circling so, back around to him? <laughs> sometimes. You don't have to tell <laughs> sometimes the nickname does not match the man. Uh, or you just get lucky this time. Yeah. Fucking psycho. No, I'm kidding. Seriously. Or the, Sorry, buddy, if you're innocent. The man or, or the min pin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Tommy and Josh continued their hunt for Kim's car, determined to find who had done what they'd done to Kim and, and hoping if they found her vehicle, it would point them in the right direction. And so Josh is the guy that was staying there with his wife Correct. and baby, right? Yes, okay. that's exactly right. They didn't have to wait long as five days after Kim's body was found, her car was also located 14 miles away from the crime scene in Long Island. When they searched the car, they found her other earring in the trunk, which led them to believe that she'd been attacked in her garage and then kidnapped in the trunk of her own car. Other than that one small clue, the car was wiped clean of fingerprints and no witnesses had seen anyone interact with the car at all. Hmm. And this is the 90s. Like, how do you have such a perfect crime in the 90s? Seriously, yes. Tommy never gave up pushing and motivating people to help find his daughter's killer, and he never gave up the search for whoever had done such an awful thing to the most important person in his life. Then one day out of the blue police received an anonymous tip that someone had heard three men speaking on a street corner and they specifically overheard them mention having kidnapped a girl and that it went bad so they had to kill her. Oh no. The caller That's my I, casual street conversation. I, I'm like, where are they having I mean it is Brooklyn. <laughs> no, but still in the nineties, so it was a rougher crowd, but I don't that's Yeah. Not, yeah. No. We snatched her and then we asked what happened. yeah. I, I don't buy. I don't buy that they just walked. Happened to walk by this conversation. Right. Whatever. <laughs> no, 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 yes. no. Out walking your dog. <laughs> the caller identified one of the men as Kim's friend Josh. Mm-hmm. The same Josh who had been relentlessly looking for her and her killer with Tommy the entire time she'd been missing That's from son of a the bitch. first day. Gross. The first fucking day, and one time. Ugh. Back in the day in Portland, my purse got stolen out of our office, and it was a upstairs sort of like attic, converted attic office in this, you know, apartment house thing. And one of my coworkers was like, oh, my God, let me help you find it. And I later figured out that that was the motherfucker who stole my purse. So if anybody is super, super duper extra helpful right out of the gate, they're probably the one who did it. Yes. But what a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, that's so awful. Yeah. Yep. Police brought Josh in for questioning, and he was also adamant that he hadn't had anything to do with her murder and that she was like a sister to him. He cared for her so deeply. At one point, a detective asked him if he'd done it, and Josh's response was, quote, If I did it, I would have fed her. Oh. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> said the detective <laughs> what a response yeah wow like i'm such a good guy i yes. definitely would have fed her but of course nobody had told him that kim that hadn't been hadn't, fed right or that she, she was, was alive for that long or 
you know? Exactly. He had no uh, details. The only people who would have known that were the killer and the medical examiner. Right. So this very damning statement turned Josh into detectives lead suspect, but wasn't enough to charge him with her murder. So they pressed harder to find any other evidence that would tie him to the crime. Six months later, a woman named nicknamed Blondie, who had previously dated Josh, came forward with information that would blow the case wide the fuck open. Fuck yeah. Blondie claimed Josh had told her that he and some friends had kidnapped Kim and held her for ransom and then burned her alive when the plan had fallen apart. Hmm. Blondie also claimed that Josh was the mastermind behind the entire plan. Of course he was. There were four people involved with the kidnapping and murder. Josh Torres, Nick Libretti, and two other men, Jay and Jose. After the shocking statement from Blondie, Josh Torres and Nick Libretti were taken into custody, and Nick broke pretty quickly, telling police everything that had gone down since the moment Kim was kidnapped. He said Josh had the idea to take Kim for ransom, knowing her father was wealthy and would do anything for her. The plot was extra convenient because Josh was staying at Kim's apartment at the time, so had full access to the space and knew when she was coming and going. Josh told Nick and Jose to wait for her in the garage, and Jose grabbed her and covered her mouth when she emerged from the car. They then put her in the trunk of her own car, taped her hands, eyes, and legs, and brought her to the abandoned house. They carried her into the basement of the house, sat her in a chair, and tied her to it. While they taped her to the chair, Kim asked, quote, if they were going to mug her, why were they going to so much hassle? Mm. The poor deer thinking yes. she's just getting fucking mugged. So, so sad. They then taped her mouth and left her alone in the cold basement. So Josh had pre-recorded a ransom demand and called Tommy to play it after Kim was bound in the basement. Tragically... Josh wasn't aware that Tommy's answering machine had a pause in the greeting, so started by saying, Hi, this is Tommy. And then there was a pause, and then he continued the recorded greeting. So Josh hit play after he heard, Hi, this is Tommy. Oh, no. And then Ransom Demand never recorded on the machine because he played it over the rest of the greeting. Oh, no. The same mistake was made several times. And Tommy never fucking received the message. God. (laughs) He he would have given every last cent and possession he had to get his daughter back safely, but instead she remained bound and terrified in the cold basement in the dead of winter. Oh my God. Isn't that just cruel, cruel, awful? (sighs) Why? Like, what the fuck, universe? Why would that happen? Seriously. Oh, my God. He had everything he needed to do to get his daughter back safely. There was absolutely no reason that that shouldn't have gone forward except for a pause in his fucking answering machine message. Okay. Everybody pause right now. Re-record your voicemail message. Do not let there be any pauses. No. Straight straight to the point. Hey, I'm not here. Leave a message. That's sufficient. Yes. So she wasn't fed, given water, or anything for warmth the entire time. When Tommy failed to respond to the ransom demands, the kidnappers returned to the basement with the intention of letting her go, but thought Kim was dead when they found her as she wasn't moving. Oh, no. So these little fuckers just left her down there, just tied her up, taped her up, and just left her down there for three days. Didn't check on her, didn't bring her any water, nothing. Wow. Like, what? Wow. Yeah. Nothing. That is like like 20-year-old dumbass boy shit right there. Like they were just completely fucking irresponsible and had God. no sense of consequence. And didn't whatsoever. really want her to die, it sounds like. I mean, they clearly didn't care that much because they didn't take care of her at all. But it doesn't right. sound like necessarily their intention was to kill her. Not at all. They wanted the dad's money. He was rich. Ugh. And they're like, oh, this would be cool. It would be so easy. Let's get the money. What the fuck? Ugh. Ransom shit freaks me out. Like, has it ever yeah. gone okay? Does anyone have no. any instance of ransoms? Just, here's the money. Here's the person back. Done and done. Goodbye. Like, yeah. ever? You know? Right. So the group freaked out, and Josh made the call to burn the house down to conceal their crime. 
So they drove to the gas station, bought a can of gas, and then headed back to the house. Check for a pulse. I mean, surely she started stirring or moving right. or something. Oh, you man. Know? I'm not convinced that they this thought she was the truth. Dead. Yeah. Right. Maybe at the very first second, but then no. Or maybe she was like very ill. I don't know. But she was, I, there's, I just am not convinced. No. Josh then went into the basement, poured gas over Kim's head and all around her and lit her on fire. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And get this, at the end of his taped confession of having kidnapped and burned a young woman alive, Nick asked the detective if he could have a token for the subway to get home. I'm sorry. <laughs> what world do these people live in? Like, oh, I'm so glad I got that off my chest. Okay, but uh, can you help me get home? Thanks. Thanks, detective. Did they... What? Really? Yeah. He yeah, just thought they were going to let him go home. Yes. Yep. He's like, it was Josh's idea. I just helped him do it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I didn't actually burn her up. I didn't do anything to stop it, but wow. he's the one that lit the match. So, wow. yes. And that's what I mean. These kids are just fucking stupid. They're just kids. Clearly. Being fucking, well, Josh, I think is a lot smarter because he had the foresight to like frame somebody else and, mm -hmm. you know, there's more and more, but. The other kids are just fucking kids. Keep your children away from the sociopath, empath, apath triangle. Seriously, at it's, all costs. At all costs. It is very strong. It's like stronger than the Bermuda Triangle. Seriously, that is strong. <laughs> is that still a thing? <laughs> well, I just heard, re I mean, this is going to be a little bit of a quick tangent, but yeah. heard, have you heard about... There was a boat that went missing with 20 people on it. <gasps> no! Oh, man, Courtney, go look it up. It's crazy. So I, I don't know, like in January or some, sometime in the winter, I think. Don't quote me on that. Um, a boat went missing. There was 20 people on it, including children. And the bo boat just vanished. And then months later, just very recently, uh, the boat showed up and all 20 no. people were dead on it. <gasps> I can't believe you what? ever heard about it. Yes. What? Bermuda Triangle. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. I need to know everything. Sorry, guys. I'm not going to finish the story because <laughs> no. I need to ch fucking very quickly t change lanes and learn about this boat. Yeah. Well, we can and finish no the story. Signs. And... Yeah. I don't but... know. I think the last, because it just very recently happened. I haven't oh heard anything recent, like in the last few days, but all that was in the news was the boat showed up and. They were dead and I didn't hear. I haven't heard a cause of death if they've released it. Nobody's told me. They um, haven't called the you. No. They should, should know better. You need I to know, be kept, the didn't kept call abreast, <laughs> abreast of any changes in the case. Right. Yes. Holy that shit. Happened. That's mm -hmm. so spooky, terrifying. So wow. scary. 20 people. Yep. Well, fuck. All right. Let's wrap this shit up. Just kidding. I know. Tell yeah. this story very respectfully, but that i wow just blew my mind so yeah i'm mm -hmm. glad the bermuda triangle still exists it's still strong yep but it is not as strong as the sociopath apath empath triangle right. right nothing is so after nick's grisly confession police brought josh in for questioning and he denied everything and said that he could never ever do something like that to his friend Detectives made the call to bluff and claim that they had hard evidence against him to get him to slip up and claimed the gas station where he purchased the gas caught him on CCTV. There was no tape, but it was convincing enough that Josh fessed up to having bought gas on the night of the murder, but continued to deny any involvement in the kidnapping and murder. Mm -hmm. This Detective seems like a really good time. If Josh had just called his lawyer or asked for a lawyer. Well. Probably... Okay. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> perfect timing detectives felt that josh was very close to cracking and giving a confession at one point but a lawyer called right as he was on the verge and demanded they stop the questioning yeah there you go mm -hmm. not that i want him to get away with it but that's how yeah. you're gonna get away with it absolutely especially when the cops start saying oh we've got you on tape lawyer right. please Luckily, police had enough evidence at that point to charge Josh and Nick with robbery, kidnapping, arson, and murder. Unfortunately, the prosecution wasn't able to use Nick's confession in court against Josh, as the New York law prohibits using the statement of a co-conspirator 
against the other which mm. why i don't does anybody know why that would be the law do we have any new york it's state attorneys really, really though yeah i've had didn't we just i did a what was that case um state fair one uh-huh the guy the one you know like they couldn't use the confession of one person in the other guy's trial because it's hearsay I think if you don't have any evidence to prove what somebody says about you, you can't right. just go off of a confession alone. Well, further down in this case, you're going to hear somebody, another person testify against somebody, which would seem, we can talk about it more then, but I don't know why he, this future person is able to testify against Josh and Nick is not. But the, you said it was a, a law in New York? Yeah, for co-conspirators. Just like all around. Yeah, co-conspirators cannot testify. They can't use that confession against their co-conspirator. Maybe it would just be too easy to try to pin it on somebody else. Right. I'm sure that's with, what it is. You know, like, so it doesn't, who to knows? To get a plea deal. Yeah. But anyway, we'll we'll talk about more hmm. in a minute. But I still think it's strange. To make matters worse, Blondie was arrested for smuggling drugs while the case waited to go to court, making her a much less credible witness. Damn. They decided to go to court without her, and that, paired with the lack of hard evidence, put the case in serious jeopardy. At trial, Josh presented as someone who was, quote, clearly convinced he was going to walk out of the courtroom a free man. One thing that boosted Josh's confidence was thinking he'd passed a polygraph early in the investigation, and his defense team brought it up at trial to boost their case, which completely backfired. Mm. Josh had actually failed the test, and the prosecution was happy to have the opportunity to present that fact. <laughs> Whoops. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Defense was like, is it true that Josh took a polygraph? Yeah, he fucking failed it. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Tommy then took the stand, and people who attended the trial said his testimony was absolutely heart-wrenching as he, quote, brought Kim alive for everyone attending the trial. And he did so through a steady stream of tears. Ugh, I can't even. <sighs> no. He also testified that Josh had claimed to have called everyone in Kim's phone book and that Psycho was the only person who hadn't answered or called back. But Kim's phone records showed that he hadn't made a single call he claimed to have made. Ah, uh, jerk. Does make the calls, my Seriously, God. Seriously, don't... Ugh. Don't make up an elaborate frame job without the That frame. can be checked. Yeah. Easily checked. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe he didn't know because it was very early cell phone. So maybe Yeah, but didn't. still, just I call. Know. Just call. Because they'll ask the people too. Did, you, right. did Josh call you this day after she went missing? Whatever. That evidence was helpful, but wasn't nearly enough to convict Josh of murder. But then the prosecution brought in a surprise witness that changed the course of the entire trial. The witness was named Jay, and he was one of the individuals involved in the plot, and detectives said that Josh's entire demeanor changed the moment Jay walked into the courtroom. Jay had also come forward and confessed everything and agreed to testify in exchange for a reduced sentence. So here we are with Jay. And granted, Jay was only involved in, he was the getaway driver on the night of the murder. So maybe because he wasn't co-conspirator in the actual murder, they can use his testimony maybe so he yeah. didn't he wasn't he just drove that night but he didn't he didn't go into the go house back. right yeah he wasn't there i'm assuming that's what it is but it still doesn't entirely make sense so i need all of my new york state attorneys to jump right on letting me know what the fuck is like the difference right well and also why is he not culpable for her death like having you know, like you yeah. kidnap somebody and you put them in a basement. And... Well, I don't think he was there for the kidnapping. He was just the getaway driver the night of the murder. So they, uh, went, well, we'll get to it, but um, yeah. Okay. He, I had it he, backwards. Okay. Yeah, it was Jose who was part of the kidnapping. He he, and Nick did the kidnapping. Anyway, okay. Jay was not a part of that. So Jay had also come forward and confessed everything and agreed to testify in exchange for a reduced sentence. Jay's story was perfectly consistent with Nick's story and also backed up all of the evidence the prosecution had compiled. Jay said Josh had told him all about the kidnapping scheme and that he'd been the getaway driver on the night Josh burned Kim alive. 
Jay said that Josh told him that before he killed Kim, he kissed her and said, quote, life sucks and lit her on fire. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Lock up your teenage boys, your young adult boys, because they cannot be trusted. In no, the world. not for a second. God. Anybody, all of them, females, males, no. non-binary people, just lock them up from like 16 to 40. <laughs> <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> Quote, according to Jay's testimony, Kimberly Antonakis died because Mr. Torres wanted money to buy an infinity luxury car. Stop it. Yes. A fucking it's... infinity, too, of all the quote-unquote luxury cars. He planned to ask Mr. Antonakis for $75,000 in exchange for Kim's release. That's not okay. No. After Jay's testimony, Josh stunned the court by jumping up and screaming at the witness, which certainly didn't help his case. <laughs> Way to play it cool, you bozo. I, seriously. It's like every every court movie ever, you try to rile up the accused. Right. And he just riled up his own self. At the conclusion of the trial, the jury deliberated for 10 hours and returned with a guilty verdict for arson, kidnapping, and the murder of Kimberly Antonakis. Good. The verdict was read on the day before what would have been Kim's 22nd birthday. Uh, that is so sad. No, it's so, 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 so sad. At Josh's sentencing, he claimed that the DA had manipulated witnesses to gain public notoriety for the case and that none of it had been the truth. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and see, I'm like, as I was, there's not any hard evidence. That's my problem with this case. I do, I do think that Josh probably did it. It definitely seems like he did it, but there's no hard evidence. No DNA, no fingerprints, no footage, no eyewitness, no testimony, you know, only right. like the testimony of the people who are involved, are shady, supposedly. Yeah. So. It's also around the same time as Marty Tankliff's frame job in, I mean, he was in Long Island and this is in Brooklyn, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I was like, oh, I tried, actually looked around to see if there has, have been any developments. Like, okay, maybe I go through this whole thing and then ta-da, Josh Torres was actually innocent, but I don't think he's convincing enough to get the Innocence right. Project on his side. But yeah, it did give me pause. I just have to say. I wouldn't put it past yeah. the DA in Brooklyn, you it's know, for putting surprising. pressure on these witnesses to reduce their sentences and stuff. They never found the recording, the ransom recording or... No. Hmm. As far as I'm aware, there's no hard evidence. That's crazy. Yeah. I know. But I, get, I mean, it sounds like he was pretty smart. Like you said, he's smart with a bunch of dodos. Oh, he was definitely, yeah. If, assuming he did it, which I, there's a very good chance that he did. He's definitely the mastermind. He's not fucking stupid. He was very smart. And he knew exactly what he was doing. And he was super fucking cold-blooded and calculated. And then continued to be cold-blooded by buddying up with her poor father. Right. The moment, like, this, he was right next to her the whole time. And he could have just turned his head and be like, I'll give you your daughter back for a million dollars. You know? It was right there. And he just was like, well... And Tommy would have said, like, mentioned the ransom. You know, he never mentioned it. Like... Ugh. That's, uh, yeah. And they, the person who initially put the police on to Josh, it wasn't, there wasn't really any motive that we know of for them to turn him in, right? No, I don't know. I don't have no idea. It was like idea, a more an but... anonymous tip. Yeah, well, right? the first person that called was the anonymous tip. And then Blondie, his ex-girlfriend, which is an ex-girlfriend right. who was also a drug smuggler, you right. know, it was the second witness, and then the other witnesses were the people who were involved right. in the crime. And one of them came forward to plea down to drastically reduce his sentence. Yeah, so. I'm just thinking, like, that anonymous tip, there wouldn't be any reason that we know of to start this ball rolling. They That person who did the unless they hated Josh and just wanted to, like, get revenge. You know, right. it wasn't like a jailhouse informant or somebody right. looking for a plea deal. Or if the police department desperately and the DA uh, desperately wanted to get get this case solved because it was such a devastating tip. case. Fuck. You know what I mean? Yes. I know. I know. Oh, I know. Let's and just pretend like he really did it. 
<laughs> deal. <laughs> no, but I had to bring that up because I was like, at the yeah, timing, no, I know good... that New York, yeah. co- and again, it was Long Island where the cops were viciously corrupt in the 90s. Right. I don't, I can't say the same about the NYPD, but I don't think the NYPD has the best fucking reputation. So I just had to, I had to make that statement. And Josh, like, still adamantly, vehemently fucking denies that he had anything to do with it. So. But then he said that fucked up shit about but I, I would have fed, fed her, her. Mm. unless yep. the cops also made that up. Right. But that's I, too mean to, but you know, I don't know. It's such a shocking thing to yeah. make up. Well, Shit. the cops pretended like Marty Tankliff's father was alive and yeah. was calling to say that I Marty had it. done it. You know, I just, worse things have happened. So I, it's just not as like wrapped up nicely with a bow as I would like right. for it to be. So the judge said, quote, what revolted me the most was the manner in which she was killed, pouring gasoline over her head and around her and the igniting of her by striking of the match. I must admit that hearing this testimony almost brought me to tears. What can be more inhumane and depraved than the act of burning someone alive? Josh was given the maximum possible sentence of 58 years to life. Tommy said he thought the sentence was better than death and that Josh can suffer for the rest of his life, which I agree. Would so much rather die than go to prison for the rest of my life. Yep. Nick Libretti also received the maximum sentence for his participation in the crimes and died in prison two years later. Wow. Yep. Jay pled guilty to criminal facilitation and spent two years in prison. And the fourth person, Jose was murdered, I think in a robbery, oh. um, but he died. So there's not a lot of information about him. I think he him? died in the meantime. Yeah. He right. wasn't on trial. Tommy received no comfort from the outcome of the trial and was plagued by his daughter's death for the rest of his life. People who knew him said that he knew Kim was thinking that he would come and save her and make things right the entire time she was in captivity. And he never got over the fact that he couldn't. He said he had nothing left to live for after her passing, and Tommy himself died of lung cancer in 2005. His brother said, quote, he died of a broken heart. The sickness was cancer, but he died of a broken heart. <laughs> and that is the story of the f- absolutely devastating and completely horrifying murder of Kimberly Antonakis. Jesus Christ, man. What are you doing <laughs> to these people? Taking them to the dark place. Yes. So sick to my stomach. I hate ransom stuff and the fact that she could have still been alive if just had like sent a backup letter or something. Seriously. Anything. Anything. Tried anything at all. You know, like didn't hear from him. So tied it to that's a carrier it. pigeon yeah we just got to get rid Seriously. of her but that's ugh, it's like alpha dog did you ever watch that movie alpha dog no i don't oh, think that so. will i had to that's one of the only movies that i've ever had to like pause and take a break <laughs> it's really Have good I seen it? it's, it's justin timberlake and no like no. emile hirsch or somebody no. um but it's about these kids it's so similar these kids that kidnap this little kid I don't remember why I'm assuming for money or whatever, but, or no revenge. I think they kidnapped the kid just to like get revenge on their enemy, but they're just supposed to like freak him out and bum him out. I'm pretty sure is the plot, but anyway, it doesn't go well. And it's so, so devastating. God. Ugh, and it just doesn't, they just don't think it through. No. Well, no, I just, I don't understand why. I want to know how many times, like you were saying, how many times is it successful and how many times do the people get away with it? Like how, you know, right. Don't, I don't think it's very often that you say, okay, I'm going to kidnap this person and then I'm going to get money and then I'm going to leave and nobody's going to know. (laughs) And it's all going to go great. It's all going to smooth as fucking silk. Right. Police won't be involved. It'll be fine. And I'll just get $75,000. And then what was he going to do with, how was he going to? Cover up the fact that he just bought an infinity. Yeah. yeah exactly. You know, exactly. just they're not, their brains are not developed. He's no. not thinking. It's just like robbing a bank. Like, yes, <laughs> people still rob banks. I can think of a billion other ways to get a bunch of money that don't include robbing banks or kidnapping people for yes. ransom. 
I don't know what they are, but give me some time. I'll think of them. Oh my God. It, that reminds me of a, I think it was a podcast. This is actually happening, I think. Oh God. And uh, it's been too long now. I don't, can't remember all the details, but this guy had some sort of something happened like depression or I don't know, some medical condition yeah. and was suffering depression and the doctor gave them medicine that could cause him to have like zero impulse control oh no or something and they didn't like he knew it was he was losing his impulse control and starting to do really risky things and went to the doctor and was like something isn't right and they didn't fix it <gasps> and so then it got worse and worse and worse to the point where he just started robbing banks like crazy no just on the spree of bank robberies no. and i think somebody died or something terrible happened he i don't remember all the details but it's a crazy fucked up story like <laughs> what the fuck he was just like why not and that, i mean you know he just he was totally not in the w world of of consequence right well yeah, yeah and he, i mean that's the whole thing with this case is right that so that's these what kids, I mean. yeah absolutely no impulse control just and like yeah it'll be great teenagers tw early 20s you just don't you know it's scientifically proven that your brain you haven't fully matured Precisely. all of that. Bingo. Not that this is an excuse, but that, I mean, I think it is definitely what happens. People are just like, fuck it. I don't know. They do it in the movies. Works yeah. out. Okay. Exactly Let's try right. it. And just yeah. not, you know, she's not a real person who's really going to be suffering and dying. And, or right. if she is, I don't care because right. the world revolves around them. Ugh. Yes. I don't like it. What is the part of the brain that's not developed by then? The I think like the frontal cortex. The medigula. Maligular. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Somebody tell us. Big, big, bigly. <laughs> the big, bigly part of your brain. Yeah. I no. don't like it. That's... No, did I ever tell you dad. the story? Yes. Moby in the salon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Moby who hosted the salon yes, and the guy told the story about the 15 year old kid who invented airborne cancer I don't know which episode <laughs> it is you guys if you're new I talk about it but basically they were telling Moby the electronic musician <laughs> <laughs> um, and some pals were talking about the scariest thing that they had ever heard or like the scariest thing in the world for them and one guy was like it's teenage boys they're the, yes. They are the scariest thing. They are going to be the worst thing that happens to this earth because yeah. exactly that. They don't have yeah. fully formed brains and yeah. their lack of impulse control. Yeah. And then if you have an above average IQ, mush those two things together and shit can get real fucked up real fast. So yep. good night, everyone. Okay, have goodbye. a good time out there. See you. Hopefully you don't ever see teenage boys in your life ever. Yeah. If you do, hit the fucking deck. Yes. Right? <laughs> you start ducking. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to break it to my children when they get home later that I just have to lock them away until they turn 40. Time to go into... For the good for everyone. Yeah. Time to go into mommy's box. Yep. Bye-bye. It's for your safety. Because you know what's mothers. better is a neglected, abused... Total isolation. Child that's been locked in a box until they Maybe. turn 40. Not my problem. That is not my problem. If everybody yeah. does it, then they'll all be the same kind of weird when they come out. Oh, you know what I mean? Just really change the world for the better. Yeah. yeah. It's just like everybody eats sugar mm -hmm. and watches too much TV. We're all mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. So it's same fine. thing. Exactly. Lock same them thing. in a box. Speaking... What is it called when they... When they... Oh, I can't remember. There's a psychological term for... When you're like, well, it happened to me and I'm fine. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, That's, just don't do that anymore, yeah. everyone. What is that and if, if people do that to you, say that to you, just kindly, gently point out that they're not at, at fucking fine, not even a little bit. Not even. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah. The, yeah. Well, we, we got the shit beaten out of us when we were kids and we're fine. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. no, no. As you're holding like a Mike's Hard Lemonade and smoking 25 cigs and yeah. Full hate black people. Anxiety and... <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> like uh, you 
Yeah, I think you got a few things you still need to work out, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the advice. Yes. Cannot name an emotion that you've ever felt in your life because you're so disconnected. <laughs> Other than four-wheeling. How do you feel right now? <laughs> Four- mm, ATV. That's not an emotion, Bob. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Touch ATV. <laughs> Mudden. No, still not an emotion. Just a, that's what you do with your ATV. It's yeah. not a human emotion. Oh, Lord. Speaking of human emotions, I finally watched the Bo Burnham special. <gasps> oh, my God. Welcome to the club. What did yeah. you think? Uh, pretty much like wrecked my life <laughs> pretty yes. hard, man. Yeah. I just, I was thinking a lot about if you have like deep depression or I don't know. It made me feel like the world was going to end. It's very effective. Yeah. yeah, Be be gentle. If you're not in a good mental space. Yeah. uh, Depression or any of that, like darkness, just don't go there yet. Like make sure you're in a good place. That's all I could think about the whole time I was watching. It was, I get his point was very effective. I thought it was incredibly well done. Yeah. It was very dark. And yeah. we turned it off and Ryan looked at me and he was like, I don't think Bo's okay. And I was like, no, definitely not okay. <laughs> well, I will say that Bo's absolutely fucking fine because that piece of art put him on the map so hard. Yeah. And yes, I agree. It, it's, it's, but the effectiveness of the darkness is mm-hmm. so impressive. Yes. <laughs> you know, yep. it's, uh, I, and, and it's such a complicated thing to appreciate that special because it's a white guy who's made mm-hmm. really inappropriate content his entire life yeah. so has a lot of like apologizing to do mm-hmm. acknowledging that and then also mm-hmm. just unraveling all of the things that we're all thinking about and talking about and doing and engaging with all the fucking time in such a brilliant way yeah um, well that the sock puck i don't want to like spoil alert just skip ahead yeah. if you haven't watched it but the sock puppet yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. You know, it. De- I mean, it really made me feel shit. He. It was. That's all. Yeah. Like, I can't say that I enjoyed it because, but I did. I mean, I really appreciated yes. it. I understood yep. what was happening, and it made me feel very uncomfortable. And I think that that's like the best you can hope for. You know, when you're doing yeah. what he was doing, he did it. I got it. And, yeah. Uh, and then wanted to just like sat in my little house and was like, cool. Okay. Well, so now I'm like, okay, where should we put on a uh, sisterhood of the trambling pants? <laughs> after this, just to cleanse our palates. Like what's the world worth fighting for? I just, <laughs> well, yeah, but. it's, it's, it's really a remarkable thing. And it's remarkable to me that, you know, this darkest, worst time in a time where he was supposed to go back out into the world. Mm-hmm. He got shoved in the house to make probably the best thing he's ever going to make in his career, in yeah. his entire life, you know. And I did wonder a lot while I was watching it, like, did he know when that was happening that this was going to be a piece of art? Like, I don't think so, know? because the arc of it is so, so interesting, too, because it starts yeah. off and you're like, okay, clever, ha, 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 white girl Instagram. And then it just takes a fucking turn <laughs> you know <laughs> like i was not expecting it and it was even more effective for me because it just he fucking bared his soul yeah and really the production did. is incredible it's it's definitely something worth watching and yeah. i don't think that everybody has to like it or agree with it or celebrate it because I don't entirely either, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I do. Which is the whole point of the entire special. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep, totally. Um, and I can't stop listening to the soundtrack, and yeah. neither can Laura. Yeah, neither can Ryan. I'm not ready to go there yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> we watched it twice because it's so much to take in, but... I couldn't. I just... It made... I think that I've just been... I mean, we all know I've been struggling, right? Yeah. And like really working my way out of depression and dealing with my anxiety. And it just really kind of took me into a very you. big place where I couldn't. So that's what I mean. Like if you're yeah, dealing yeah, yeah. with shit in your yes. brain and you're struggling, put it aside. Go visit yeah. later if you want. But it, I just think 
if I had even worse depression or work, like it would yeah. just pull me in really scary places. So that's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. Just be careful. But yeah. I also that's my, that's how my anxiety works though, is once I feel a little bit worried or scared, or I have to like face those big things that he, you know, he was kind of presenting Yeah, <laughs> that I'm just like, oh, everything's doomed and we're all ruined and nothing's <laughs> good. And totally. Yeah. Well, isn't that interesting? Because I'm kind of the opposite. Like, I'm definitely a, I listen to sad songs when I'm sad to feel better kind of a person. Mm -hmm. I think it's the commiserating that I like. Like, I, I like to feel heard. And so if some, if an artist presents something that I relate to that heavily, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, this is beautiful. I feel so much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're that kind of person, dive right in. If you're yeah. Sadie's kind of depressed, which I think is most kind of depressed, don't do it yeah <laughs> watch like mm -hmm. doghouse uk oh god Max. please watch doghouse uk <laughs> have we talked about doghouse uk maybe anymore? the first season i don't know but second Just season's it, out it's on hbo max it's a dog uh what is it called kennel rescue rescue dog rescue yeah and they adopt dogs to people and you cry <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so, oh, so 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 good. so good yeah so good yep and then i just sit there and i really do like sob and we just don't deserve dogs and i take my two doodles and like <sighs> yeah just yeah cry I on them fully fucking manhandle both of my pups mm -hmm. the whole time i'm watching it yep so um any other things any other recommendations i felt like there's something that i watched recently uh, it was like the people need to know this the Dark and the Wicked. I just, I think I've mentioned that before as a horror movie reco, but holy God, I rewatched that recently. Mm, that thing got slid right under the damn rug. I mean, I think people are aware of it, but it should have been more celebrated than Stupid Hereditary or a lot of other things that have gotten a lot more attention. It is a perfect horror movie. Watch it with your face as I soon as you can. Need to remember. You should text me. So I will. Remember. It's so scary and so. Uh, mean. It's a mean old horror movie because it's so scary. So be yeah. prepared to be really fucking scared. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'm prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you watch a Bo Burnham Dark and the Wicked <laughs> double feature? Yes. I can do it. Stack them up. Oh, uh, you could watch Barb and Sargo to Vista Del Mar. That is not scary or mean. It's hilarious. That okay. is a really good one for anybody suffering from depression or anxiety right now. Great. I'll it's so funny. It's so good. Uh, names? I got a couple. Yes. My yes. people have delivered. Okay. We have Harrison Scott Ball. I I love a Harry Ball. <laughs> Who doesn't love like a Harry we, Ball? I feel like we've gotten a couple of little Harry yeah, Balls. I never recently. stop. Mm -hmm. They're my favorite kind of balls. Jerry Wayne Nipper. <laughs> I want the last name. Nipper. Nipper. <laughs> I should have named Laser Beam Nipper. Seriously. Eyeball. Eyelid Nipper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're here to pick up Eyelid Nipper? Well, that doesn't. Why would they name him that? Oh, because he's going to nip your eyelid and you're going to go to the fucking ER because of it and have a permanent scar on it. Right. Uh, Daryl Butt. <laughs> I came from one of our ca our besties, Cassie. Thank you, Cassie. Um, Paisley Colors. That's my Beatles impersonation. Only. Paisley Colors. <laughs> Dancing in the sky with the diamonds. <laughs> Andrew McAndrews. <laughs> it's like Bodie McBoatface. Because anybody, be. does everyone know about Bodie McBoatface? I, yeah, I'm I, sure I, mean, I feel do. like that's the most known American story. <laughs> but just in case you don't, there was a ship that needed a name. It needed to be christened something. <laughs> People were allowed to to nominate names for the boat, and they voted on it. And Bodie McBoatface <laughs> won. <laughs> and so there is a ship out there named Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> Andrew McAndrews also probably crowdsourced his yes. <laughs> Well, I think if you have a last name that could also be a first name, it should you have to do both. I love that. That's a Michael yeah, that's Michael. A, or... Michael Michael. Uh -huh. I know Courtney is also a surname, so Courtney Courtney. Courtney Courtney. Yep. There's Courtney, 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 Courtney Taylor. 
Courtney Taylor Taylor, yes. which is the lead singer of the Dandy Warhols. He should have just gone Courtney, Courtney, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> or Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. <laughs> um, Weldon Rump Roast the Third. <laughs> Weldon. Weldon. <laughs> Rump Roast. Rump Roast the Third. That's not real. <laughs> that comes from a listener's parent. So parents don't lie to kids ever. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Illegal. Uh, uh, that same listener went to school with someone named Amyanique and confirmed that her parents named her that so that when she said who she was, it would sound like I'm unique. Oh, which, fuck yeah. That's Just adorable. set the kid up for perfect perfection. Seriously. Kurt Magnum. Yes. Sunny Six Killer. Yeah, yeah, that's my name. That is the one I'm going to adopt. Sunny Six Killer. Sunny Six Killer. Yes. And Savage Wolf was a hyphenated last name. A savage married a wolf, and they hyphenated Savage yes. Wolf. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That's amazing. <laughs> that rules. <laughs> you are all Savage Wolves out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Savage Wolves, Savage Babes, Savage Geniuses, Savage Patrons. Mm-hmm. Who are they? Lay them on me. Who do we have this week? Got a couple. Got a good yes. number. You too can join us. Don't forget. You can. Just, I'm letting you It's think perfectly about it legal in the United States of America. <laughs> or all over up. the world. For, yeah, I'll, I mean, maybe not all over the world. I don't know. All of the Yeah, Patreon we're probably rules. illegal in Cuba and uh, yeah, probably China. Maybe. And also the USSR. <laughs> God. God. We gotta go. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much to Bailey W. Bailey. It's so cute. It's so cute. And also, what does Bailey like to do with her spare time? Um, things that are soft. Things that mm-hmm. uh, smell and feel like they came fresh out of the dryer. Yes. Um things that are thoughtful and like delicately handmade yep. crafted yeah um you know the bailey kind of person, can shotgun a beer too but <laughs> before she shotguns a beer you go to her house and you know you're so excited when you go to her house because you can go hungry because she knows she's gonna have like a really good spread of food yes and, drink. and then shotgun beers you know like Mm-hmm. Well, and be like, um, I've been making mezcal lemonades with strawberry, fresh strawberry this summer. Does that sound good to you guys? Yes, and you're like, man. oh my god, I didn't know I wanted that until I got here, and that's exactly what I want. I and then want it's it. not just like a standard charcuterie; it's like clever, like thoughtful charcuterie. God, I want to go to Bailey's house. I, everybody does. She, In, yeah, you know, so limited, else? limited, limited space there, though. Because she's got it so full of art. (laughs) (laughs) I also want to hang out with uh, Allie E. Allie E. Allie. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Allie, stop. Try to stop, you guys. Everybody do it right now. Wherever you are, stop what you're doing. Allie, 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 Allie. You can't. It feels too good, just like Allie. Feels too good. Hey, Allie. (laughs) Told you. That sounds good. Oh, it feels good. I like it. (laughs) You can kind of just let your jaw sort of, Allie, Allie, Allie. Just get real loose. Yeah. I feel like if you have some sort of like uh, TMJ or something, you can just say Ali over and over and you'll be cured. <laughs> it's totally like a voice, a vocal lesson. Exactly. Uh, project. Yellow, 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 Ali, Ali, Ali. Thank you so much to Chad C. Uh, Chad? Uh, Chad. Probably a gentleman. Caller? Probably, maybe, yeah. Oh. Chad C. Chad, I feel C. like I should uh, learn how to play guitar so I could do a like super guitar solo whenever we get a male patron supporter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that is rare, and you are yes. so welcome here. Yes, and fuck yeah, Chad C. Sh- yes, <laughs> <laughs> I just had a stroke. 
I'm going to make you start doing the shouty <laughs> No. God, I want to no. hear what comes out of that beautiful little mouth. Oh, God, no. no. Nobody <laughs> wants that. <laughs> Chads. <laughs> yeah, I like Chads. They are good. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, thank you so much to EDW. Oh, no. Yeah. My favorite dog. <laughs> my soulmate. My angel baby sweetie princess her name is edie my Mm -hmm. pug my i will never i don't i mean my wife (laughs) won edie too that is the order in which i love and it's such a cute name it's so versatile because we named her simultaneously after big edie little edie edie sedgwick and all the edies (laughs) yes mostly this patron that you didn't know yet because if you're an Edie, you are definitely a fucking trendsetter and an influencer, uh, uh, kooky in a great way, everything. Yes. The, the best name. Congratulations. Yep. yep. They win. And last but not least, uh, I would really like to thank uh, Bex. Bex! Who said, they said... Recently, they are the ones who just gave us all like of the majority of those amazing names. They sat in our Twitter inbox for a very long time. <laughs> so sorry about that, Bex. So sorry. Bex yeah. wanted us to lie. I don't know if they wanted us to tell this story, but they were a Rebecca and shortened to Bex. And then later learned that Beck is a shortened version of Rebecca and was frustrated that they hadn't chose Beck. They chose Bex. I think both Beck and Bex are incredibly uh, I don't think you can go solid yes. shortenings of the name Rebecca. But we did want to put that out there. If anybody has the name Rebecca, don't is want looking it. to shorten it. Mm-hmm. Beck is Beck. also an option. So now cool. we have two Becks. And I'm ready. I'm really ready to change my name to Bex or Beck. I think they're. Both I think Bex. Hot. You can have Beck, and I'll take Bex. Okay. Does sound good? I yeah, like I'm ready. Saying at the end <laughs> <laughs> and Beck is almost like Eck and I'm used to that so it's oh, it'll be good be for Beck my memory oh god I'm, it's <laughs> over it's done I've, I have arrived you guys Beckick god <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I would just be Beckseck yes <laughs> <laughs> and I was appreciating Bex's um ability to get our attention to check our inbox mm-hmm. and i realized that there is a separate inbox that i didn't know about of course there that is. i found so if we aren't responding to you find us all the other ways we want to respond to you yeah do you but, want to hear what ways yeah you can tell find us, us tell them hey, guys you can go to instagram facebook or twitter at they will kill i will say I that sh- instagram is our number i think that's where we get to, to people quickest 100 percent 100 percent yeah, I'm on Instagram easy. all day. I love it. Yep. If, uh, if I figure out, I'm also on tw- TikTok a lot. I don't do anything over there, but. Yeah, yeah. I watch stuff, but I'm not. Yeah, we don't no. have an account over there, but mm-hmm. I do love it. I stand TikTok. Yes. Is that how you say it, guys? I don't know. <laughs> a fellow kids. Yeet. <laughs> did you say yeet? <laughs> did, you da- did you dab while you did it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, uh, my oldest child is real into saying yeet right now. And oh, he, no. Yeah, he's almost seven, right? So yeah, he, he yeah. was on the monkey bars and he's not a small child. Uh, you know, somehow some kids are like real easy. They just just go along on the monkey bars real yeah. easy. He's not one of those kids. But yeah. he was watching these other boys do that. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to do that, too. And I was watching him do this. And yeah. he... Through his body <laughs> as hard as he could to get he thought like the momentum. Just, yes. Oh my god, yes. But instead he Physics. lost his grip and then went <laughs> went flying. <laughs> Poor kid. He landed on his back, he knocked the wind out of himself. Oh, buddy. He was pretty upset. And then once I made sure his back wasn't broken, uh he calmed down and then he was like <laughs> Mom, I just yeeted myself right off those monkey bars. And I was like, that is very accurate. Yes. Yes, you did. You yeeted yourself right. Yes. I would say full yeet. 
He's like, I don't want to do that again. I was like, no, you don't do that again. Anyway. Oh, my God. He also says, is it bro or bruh? Bro? Bro. 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 This is so cute. Especially yeah. calling his aunt bro. Bro. I support it. <laughs> totally. Bro. Anyway. You're uh, six, bro. Yeah. It's... Anyway. Um, go ahead. <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, go to Twitter. Go to Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. They will kill. You can email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. And you can go to our website, theywillkill.com. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, please. Yeah, babies. Hella yes. Hella yes. Um, it, thank you, H.E. Brigance, for our music. Thank you so much. Uh, and remember. So, I keep forgetting this, but one of our dear, dear friends, previous roommates, Angela, sent me a screen cap of her top Spotify apps, like things that she listens to. And it was sleep, sleep app, sleep app, sleep app, sleep app. They will kill. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to start saying goodnight to you. Aww. Because she says she falls asleep to her sleep apps and then constantly wakes up in the middle of the night to us talking about brutal murder. So. Oh, no. Goodnight, Angela. Sleep, sleep tight. Make sure your doors are locked. Blood. I can smell your blood. Oh, my God. Which reminds me. I worked... Uh, I managed uh, the corporate office for this big chain of salons and spas in Portland, uh, Dosha Salon Spa, if anybody's mm. familiar, PDX listeners. Um, and I was in charge of the call room, and we got this new phone system and realized that I could cut into their calls and, like, coach <laughs> them. Like, I could listen in and coach them, but they didn't know I could. And Good I God. so desperately wanted to just cut in and say, I can smell your blood. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. <laughs> serious regret <laughs> that I never traumatized any of my call center employees They're whispering that I can smell their blood <laughs> good night Angela you're safe nothing's wrong nothing's bad have sweet dreams and you'll wake up refreshed in the morning or will you <laughs> tap 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 <laughs> We love you guys love you so See much. You. See you soon. See you later. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.